Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Keep the same thing the same thing. You, you prepare for whoever's on the floor. There's five guys in opposing jerseys on the floor, and they're all dangerous. No matter who's in the lineup, no matter what the name is, um, you have to approach it like they all uh, can beat you. You know, as a unit and as individuals, uh, they're on the floor for a reason. So uh, we understand that we will have a game plan, um, no matter who's out on the floor. Uh, but that's not our, that's, that's not, uh, for us to worry about. Uh, for us to worry about is how we approach the game, coming to game two, and how we continue to work our habits and try to be as great as we can be throughout 48 minutes. Can you Brady, go two for two? You got any brain busters in this one? <laughs> this doesn't count. Oh man, I'm going to go TJ McConnell. No, let's go LeBron James. Brett, come on, man. Not James. Doing, some of them don't count in the competition. Obviously. That one this doesn't. one doesn't count. Too obvious. It'd be like trying to recognize President Trump or <laughs> John Gruden. Yeah, well, John Gruden might well, be tough, actually. Yeah, well, and, and I feel like, you know, Frank Kalando could probably do a pretty good Donald Trump as well. Yeah, so that could. would be a, maybe a little trickier than you think. It, was, it would be so much fun if we could talk politics, which, like, we could, yeah. but I don't want to. I know. Like we I mean, talked politics. Do you not like the, the ratings, though, Brent? I feel like if you get on one side, I don't know. I like. Yeah, I think you could antagonize. Oh yeah. And create. Yeah. But I think the people that listen to us don't want, wouldn't want to hear it. Plus, it'd be fabricated. And we are loyal to our millions of millions, Thousand, of, a million, thousands of millions. That's thousands, what I'm saying. Of millions. thousands of millions. What I was going with. <laughs> yeah, we're and, on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but. Goodness, I I could have a field day. It would just it would be fun. Like I was thinking of it the other night coming oh, off. Brent, the, come the, on, who are you talking to right now? Like I still don't understand. Like if you talk politics all the time right now, yeah, and that's your, like your thing. I'm sure that was like the Super Bowl the other night. Yeah, right. Like yeah. that 24 hour span. Yeah, and maybe even now, uh, you know, uh, a couple of days later. But I still think it's like you're missing the, just like this. 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. Like the people are too entrenched. The people that talk about politics on a daily basis, they're so entrenched that they're almost like blinded by everything. For sure. You know, they're kind of locked into what they believe in or what they talk about or their side or yeah. their base or their whatever. So, like, I think what we miss in the political realm is right now in our, in our landscape is like that 30,000 foot view. Like, kind of like a Yankees fan. <laughs> like they're missing the whole rest of the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Read, read the room, Yankees fans. I like fans. this guy. Yeah, read the room. Yeah. So, but like, if I like, I you need somebody like me to yeah. talk about it. You know why? Because I haven't paid attention to a lick there of it. There you go. Yeah. So I'm not. I, I can't be bothered with all that stuff. Yeah. But then I watch it, and then I have some observations, and I think like those are the kind of dumbed down observations that we need to like flatten this thing out. Yeah. It's like when I want to know something, and I'm not too entrenched in it. I I ask like Ty and Kaylee. Sure. Because they're too innocent to know all the other stuff. Yeah. Even at their age. Like, so yeah. they're a good barometer. I like that. To almost get the truth sometimes. I like that. So, like, I'm that guy. I'm like the 15 year old that doesn't yeah. know anything about politics. Man, I can't wait my son gets a little older. I can do that to him. Because right now it's just, you know, I've always used, like, you use, Sesame Street. If you wanted to use kids as the barometer of it, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to bring a little bit of that in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing to when you're talking bigger picture stuff and you ask it, it now listen, one kid, yeah. like my kid or whatever, doesn't necessarily describe everybody. Yeah. But you actually get this different view mm-hmm. that you 
pretty much you don't want to admit yeah. because you're like, well, I'm 43 and you're 15, you little turd. <laughs> you don't know anything. Yeah. Right? For sure. I mean, like I had to just describe to Ty how to like sign for a FedEx package. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't even know if he legally can. But <laughs> I doubt it, man. Yeah. You'd be like an adult to do that? Um, I don't know. No, Maybe but, mom might have been home. But, uh, you. The, but you know, it's it's just so – that's where I come from the political world. The p- politics is so crazy right now. And yeah. I, I honestly don't. I'm, like, ignorant about a lot of it because I've just tuned so much of it out, which yeah. is a shame. Like, we're trying to get people to vote. Uh, the other night kind of put me on, like, almost like a – you don't even want to say it, but it's like, don't you ask yourself looking at the other night, like, why vote? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but I guess it's more reason to vote. Listen, really, yeah, well, in reality, when it comes to politics, like, I mean, I follow it pretty closely, and much to the chagrin of my wife. I mean, I watch both sides. Like, I'll watch CNN and I'll watch MSNBC and I'll watch Fox News, and I'll spend a good time amount of just absorbing the information and seeing their side of it. Um, but it's not that some, it's not something I would ever want to chase as opposed to like talking about on a daily basis, just because it, it's it's just. Um, to me, it's way too much energy. You know, I'd rather be a little more lighthearted. And like, even during that presidential debate, like, it was my plan originally. Because listen, right now, cloud is very high in terms of what you tweet about the presidential debate. Oh, that's retweets all day, man. Uh, you know, yeah. like that's that's brand building 101 yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? And I put one tweet on. I'm like, I saw some of the responses. I'm like, you know what? I'm all good. Like. I was a smart ass for a minute. That's what I wanted to be. I made some people laugh. Some people got a little offended. It is what it is. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to tweet this whole thing out, you know, for the entire duration. So it's just not my style. I just get in, I get out, and then I sit back and watch the chaos unfold. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. But it's funny because we're talking about it in the break, yeah. you know, and it's, I don't know. It's just it's fun to talk about. I think it is. It's become a sporting event. Yeah, I, that's more and more to think about. We said the debate has, but I just think the actual the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is the sporting event, mm-hmm. uh, it, and I don't know if politics felt like that. I'm like in the '80s, say, or, or in the early well, '90s. I don't know if it felt like that. But that's because, and I think the transition from the '80s or even the '90s, like when I was a kid coming up. Um, to now, it's the fact that that information is everywhere. And when information is everywhere, you pick your own side. And when you pick your own side, then you support that side, right? Like, whether it's like you're an Eagles fan, a Chiefs fan, like, you rock your jerseys, you rock your decals, you rock all this stuff, and it's like us versus everybody else. And that's kind of what I feel like politics has turned into a little bit, where like you're, you're locked in on your side, you're locked in on your team, and you're trying to go to the Super Bowl. How irresponsible of an American am I in reality? Mm hmm. To not be locked into politics. And that's like your prerogative, not, man. No, like, but I feel like I feel like there's an irresponsible nature to that, right? Like we're we're supposed to vote, right? We're supposed yeah. to know and be knowledgeable about what to vote. But I'm telling you, they have like removed me from the conversation <laughs> because yeah. of the tone of the conversations, or what I believe is a lot of. You know, it's a one side or the other. Or some people, yeah. I would say, brainwashing a little bit, or the uh, propaganda, if you will, or yeah. you know, whatever it might be. I have views on it, but the actual issues, you know, I don't see. I should probably do deeper dive. Like that's my my job well, as and, as a citizen. And, and listen, and that falls on you a little bit. To cause you have to do your own homework. You have to figure out the things for yourself. Whether whether whatever side you stand on, you got to figure it out for yourself. To me, it's like this. Like the reason why I'm so, I guess. Um, engulfed in it and and why i followed it's because like to me right now with what's going on this is like the ultimate like 
documentary or movie. Like, you remember how big Tiger King was, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you haven't seen Tiger King? You haven't seen Tiger King? What are you do? Go see it right now. What are you doing? And now I'm starting to feel like the social dilemma, right? That documentary? Yeah. That's what that started turning into now. Like, oh, you haven't seen the social dilemma? You haven't seen it? You got to check it out, man. It's going to change your whole way of thinking. To me, politics is like that times infinity where yeah. it's like you have to be ingrained in it you have to know what's going on because if you if you're not and you miss out on the election you miss out on voting you're gonna miss out on probably the biggest season finale of all time and you're gonna have no idea what's happening yeah i'm suckered in though i got the two and a half episodes of tiger king and i watched <laughs> the social dilemma yeah and, and I'm, i've been pumping yeah. up the social dilemma you have been. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong man do you well i've watched all 10 episodes of 2020 so far this year <laughs> And I got to tell you, I have no idea what the hell's going on anymore. Well, hey, Scott, here's the thing, man. Season 10's it just started, and we're off to a fantastic start. What's what's, what's season 12 going to bring us? You know what I'm saying? We still got like two more seasons left to go. I couldn't do an hour of this, though, that politics uh, talk. I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle everything that would come back at us. Yeah. Probably. Um, so we'll talk sports. Let's get it. Uh, we didn't mention about the Titans-Steelers game. There's really not a lot to report here. We knew it was postponed. Uh, Titans-Steelers will be moved to week seven. And then that Steelers-Ravens game will be bounced to week eight, I believe it is. The bye for the Titans-Steelers happens this week. And then Baltimore bye, who was supposed to be on week eight, gets bumped to week seven. And what everybody said, it was the perfect scenario. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. This was an easy fix. This was an easy band-aid uh, to this kind of messy situation. But it's still a messy situation. Mm-hmm. I told you my concern about this was that there were continued to be positive tests. It wasn't a Tuesday, that's it. It was Tuesday, then one more Wednesday, then another two, I think, uh, or one Thursday. Yeah. And now we have more this morning. Mm-hmm. That's the big red flag now. That becomes an issue because how many days out? I don't know that time frame. Like, are we going to look up next Tuesday and still be getting positive tests? Well, now you might affect two weeks in a row. That's exactly where I was going to go right now. So two more players today so far have tested positive, um, according to Adam Schefter. If this trend continues, because, like, what's – I mean, the quarantine time is what? Isn't it three weeks or two weeks if you test positive? Or is it, if you test negative, then you're good. Well, if you test negative, I think it's amount of tests. Okay. So you have to clear it with two – Two tests, okay. but I think those each have to be three days apart, if I'm not mistaken. I know they're getting tested daily, so sure. I think it's a solid, like, even if you test out fine, mm. I think it's almost a week worth of time. You know, typical quarantines have been 14 days, just yeah. about everywhere else, uh, but daily testing does continue in the NFL. So regardless of that, and let's just say that maybe some players haven't tested positive yet, but they will. Well, yeah, now you're putting another week in jeopardy. And if that's the case, I think they play the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. The I following, think it is the next the week. following week, yeah. So you play the Bills, and let's say that game gets scratched. Now what are we talking about? Like, how do you make up two games in an NFL season? And then I keep in mind, it's not only the Tennessee Titans, but it's going to have a direct domino effect of every other team in the NFL. I don't have the answer for it. I wish I did, but... I don't want to visualize the Titans missing two games in a row and we're sitting here wondering, well, now what do we do? But it could very well possibly happen here. Yeah, let's shift over. That's some good English. Very well possibly happen. It could. Uh, I think uh, Stuart might pop up here in just a bit, talk a little high school football, our game of the week. we got the Friday Night Blitz coming up tonight. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little college football. Gators mm-hmm. looked awesome last week on offense. What is this, a Big 12 team you're talking about here? It looked like a Big 12 game. Yeah. Uh, and Which was entertaining. It was a highly entertaining game. So uh, take the good and bad of that, but it was a highly entertaining game. 
Do they look that good against South Carolina? Is that, I mean, to, to click on all cylinders, was that more, I, I don't say more Ole Miss, but that was that a little bit Ole Miss? Now you're facing Will Muschamp, yeah. who usually has a defense, although they did give up, what, 41, I think it was, to Tennessee. So, but the guy can coach defense. We know that. I don't know what else he can do. I don't know how great he is at all the other stuff, but he, he's a defensive mind. Uh, do they come back down to earth a little bit? I don't expect uh, Trask to throw for six touchdowns and, and Pitts to catch four. Yeah. But is this like the offense? Is this the offense in college football? It's not Oklahoma. It's it's not LSU anymore mm-hmm. uh, like last year. Is this the offense in college football and it lives in Gainesville? Yeah, you know, I mean, here's the crazy thing about it, right? We're, when we're breaking down and doing our picks last week and, and I brought up like, listen, I, I like Ole Miss a lot. Lane Kiffin always seems to have, regardless of what where he's coaching, week one he always has his guys ready to go. And it was a competitive game for a little bit, but obviously at the end the Florida Gators got him. And a lot of that has to do with their offense. The other question I had was, is Kyle Trask indeed the man? Now, he was trending up last year a little bit, but the, the whole theory was, well, how's he going to look week one? How's he going to look during this whole pandemic thing? Not a lot of practice. Will Kyle Trask come out and put up a show? Needless to say, much to the help of Kyle Pitts, Trask was able to do that. So if Kyle Trask and this offense are right here right now, week one, Brent, against, a, I mean, you know, obviously a rebuilding Ole Miss team, but still an SEC opponent nonetheless, well, what do they do against South Carolina then with another week underneath their belt? Right? Like, we saw Miami week one come out against, was it Alabama, Birmingham? I think it was Miami played. Uh, Who did they play week one? Was, and, it, was, it, was it UAB? UAB? Who, who I think it was. was. I think yeah. it was. Well, you saw an offense there in Miami who everyone's really high on now. You saw that offense kind of struggle a little bit that first half. You saw that offense kind of, you know, play behind themselves a little bit. Not the Florida Gators. And just that other station, it was all Gators in front of a microphone. We do, too. Oh, hey, hi. There it is. Hello. Not us. Not us, man. Stuart Weber is here, though, wearing his orange. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of orange and black for October. There you go. You know? Uh, Those are Iowa Scandinavia T-Bird colors, by the way. So I see you, man. Friday Night Lights. T-Birds, that's nice. T-Birds. Straight out of grace. If we still Thunderbirds. Well, it's the Thunderbirds, but you know T-Birds. <laughs> oh, they call them T-Birds. Yeah, I, I got you. I'd put my like helmet it. on if it was still in here. I know. If we're, it's, oh, no, we got it. down there. Yeah, man. Go and take that for a spin. We don't have a camera. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, Be careful of the ants, though. Well, he doesn't have oh, yeah. a camera, but you can show everybody at home that. that oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The T-Bird's a good nickname. I like yeah, it. It's a pretty cool like logo, too, on the side, right? Yeah. The sticker. Yeah, it's rare. You don't see that a lot. No, I like it. He's yeah, got yeah. good ball possession there. He's not going to drop it. No, yeah. I'm I'm probably going to pierce it. I don't know if it's actually like his hand holding the ball or if his like if the ball is actually his hand. I don't know. It could be both. Yeah. It's a very old logo. What you got, Scott? Did you say something over there? Yeah, he said, watch out for the ants. Oh, in the helmet. <laughs> Don't worry. Did you see Scott brought us some raid, too, man? What? I know. You want to talk about a producer that goes above yeah. and beyond. I mean, oh, what's boy. Kuz ever done? Didn't bring me anything. I brought him a TJ McConnell jersey one time. What did he give me? Kuz doesn't even tell me when they bring food drops in here. Never. Never. Man. And we've got raid now. And we got raid now. But have we used it day? yet? Not yet. But it's got a nice Has lemon scent. Has anybody ever seen a 6'6", 245-pound, former NFL player, Easy. current MMA fighter afraid Easy. of ants? Easy. Did I say I was afraid of ants? I said the ants were bothering me. Didn't say I was afraid of them. Stuart, if you have 100 ants on a windowsill... 100's a lot now. Okay. 40? 50? Brent? That's not that's not over-exaggeration. No, they're a good amount. Let's say 40 ants crawling up and down the wall. Would you be distracted? I'd say we have a problem. Thank you very much. You know what's interesting? Pro- problem solved. That's why you don't have so, food in here. So we sent a note to the fine folks here about, hey, we just let you know some Here they come. Here they I come. Said, well, <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. Let's go. I'll play this game all day.
Yeah, you got you got one of them. I got three of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I, I didn't use that stuff earlier because I knew you guys would have to breathe it for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. It's good though. Hey, I see, about that. And, and here's another thing. By the end of the show, he might be spraying it at me. Brad, there's another thing. He got that lemon scent, not uh. the original bad smell, and the lemon scent. It smells like pledge in here. And my grandma used to always use pledge when I lived at her house. Thank you, man. That's a game uh, changer. Who's your friend? Who's your buddy? Right I am. I'm right. back home in Wisconsin right now, man. We got some lemon scented pledge coming at you. Go uh, on, Brent. Sorry. I forget what I was going to say. So oh, yeah, they, the said, they kind of blamed us. They said there's too much food in here yeah. at times. Huh? That's the easy out. That's an easy out. That's yeah. an easy out. So I looked. I'm like, well, I have a jar of peanut butter. For some reason, I've had a jar of peanut butter here for like a year pizza and a half. Just, pizza just hanging out in the corner over yeah, there. Over doing some pizza. Yeah. But, I mean, but just <laughs> hanging in here, we don't have food. Yeah. Now, no. you eat in here every day. Yeah, but I clean up and I take well, it home. Well, I mean, clean up's kind of. I mean, Whoa. listen, half of it ends up in your beer. Hey, I'm just, that's a good point. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this Flavor is a dorm salmon. room, right? In a dorm room, I used to eat all the time. I didn't have an ant infestation. What are we talking about here? This is a dorm room. Like I said, we've got to have some kind of Some kind of cards up there now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of crumbs or a hunger need- problem for ants for them to climb 25 feet just to come get a crumb. <laughs> no. You need the vintage Brent, Brent Martineau uh, Jacksonville Suns ball boy. Uh, oh, see, I there. have that, but unfortunately I have way too many Mark Brunel cards to uh, post up there. Yeah, so. Here we go again. Yeah. Well, uh, if, you, if you guys want a Matt Jones rookie card, I got that up there too. Oh. Check it out. Hey, uh, Stuart. Yes. Hi. Is, uh, the, sports. Are the Gators the best <laughs> offense in the country? Oh. Best tight end in the country, hands it's, down. I mean. Yes, I, I would say. Well, yeah, that's a lot. Kyle, Kyle Pitts certainly a front runner for best tight end. They played one game. No, but he is going in anyway. Like that's yeah, not no, an outrageous into, yes, statement. Like, correct. He was say Kyle Trask the best quarterback in the country because he threw six touchdowns. Well, that's a little bit of a stretch. He was the preseason All SEC quarterback, though. Kyle I know, Trask but was. you have Justin Fields, who to me correct. is on a different level. You have Trevor Lawrence on a different level. Kyle yeah. Pitts is on that level tight end. Yeah. So it's clear you could say that, and he lived up to it week one. Now, but I'm talking offense in general. I mean, Dan Mullen calling the plays. You got a great wide receiver, a really good wide receivers. I got a quarterback that's definitely playing well and, and on the rise. You have a tight end as a weapon. I mean, you got a nice compliment on offense, and you just put up a gazillion points in game one. Against Have some fun, Stewart. Talk him up a little against bit. Against Ole Miss. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. I got to bring the world back down. We're, oh, wow. we're getting too high. We're getting way too high from a win over Ole Miss. Probably the Raiders. Under a new head coach in his first <laughs> game ever coaching at Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin, a guy who's known for offense, not defense. Yes, it was a tremendous performance, but it was one week. Let's see if they duplicate that against Champ this week. Then I'll be all aboard. I'll be all happy. I can say we're we're you know the best offense in the country, and everyone's excited. But if you can duplicate that against Will Muschamp, who is a noted defensive coach, now we're talking. He's called, he's called him Champ, by the way. Yeah. Champ. Is Who's uh, the better offense, the Gators or? Good question. Also one game. Neighbors, that's for you. Also one game. Also one game. Also one game. The best game we've ever seen from a quarterback in the SEC as far as passing yards go. Good point. I also think, by the way, when uh, Ohio State jumps into the fold here, you're going to have Justin Fields in that offense. And Clemson, if they want to play a full game and throw somebody out there (laughs) that they don't have to crush by 40, probably will showcase Uh, they're pretty good, too. What do you think Alabama stands in this? Because remember, Alabama's got a whole slew of receivers coming back that are impressive. I'm sure Chris Ryers will listen to the show right now and say, what about Alabama? Well, maybe we're vibing a little bit. What about Alabama? But he might be right. I mean, listen, Mac Jones and and Waddle and and, and and company, obviously Najee Harris feels like he's been there for 12 years. I think they'll be in the conversation. I mean, I think sure. they will be in that conversation. I do think, listen, I love the story of Mac Jones, so I'm not trying to slight him at all. Return I just of the think Mac. From, I think there's still a curiosity about him when you got, you're going to stack him up against these other guys. I think there's separation there. I think there's separation there between Trask and a couple of these guys, too. But Trask seems like he's on a faster rise 
uh, and then maybe Mac Jones. And some of that might be because of uh, how much he's played now in this system for Mullen with these guys. Mac Jones still trying to kind of establish himself as the guy, mm-hmm. which he now is, but he still just did that. Well, and here's the thing. You have the shorter season. I think that can benefit a lot of players not having to do the full year. You know, you're only playing, shoot, up there in the Big Ten. They're playing, what, seven or eight games. Yep. and here in the SEC, only 10, you know, so you're playing a lot less games. So maybe some of those things that might have been exposed over the long haul aren't going to be. Uh, I'll be curious. I'm going to Gainesville tomorrow to go uh, cover the game. So it'll nice. be interesting to see the game day environment in the swamp with, you know, less than 20,000 people in there just trying to be as loud as a normal 90,000 would be. Does it surprise you that they had trouble selling tickets? Pro- I, I, I mean, heard- that speaks to the COVID because yeah. I think like yeah. even Kansas City in week one, right, the opener. They only had like 14,000 there, and mm-hmm. I think they could have like 17 or 18, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere yeah. in there. But they didn't have full capacity to what they could well, have. Keep in mind, too. I mean, they're coming off the Super Bowl win, right? They're going to well, sell exactly. like that. Like, so it's if crazy. they couldn't sell, yeah. there's obviously some kind of hesitation by people to say, I don't, I'm just going to watch from home. I think I, the fact you can't tailgate, too, it's got something to do, exactly. do with it. That, and I think some of these places maybe are putting the prices a little higher. Well, that's they a know, fantastic point. They're they trying to make up they're for not going to you know, sell as many, so let's Well, they're doing that here. Yeah. You kind of have to. Supply and demand. I get it. So... Anyway, credential still free, by the way. I'm looking good. forward to seeing if the Gators – I think the Gators are going to win. I think this is an easy win for the Gators probably. But I, at the same time, I'm kind of – I want to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But you do that back-to-back, mm-hmm. it might be for real. Like One game, okay, settle down. It's early. You know, you don't want to be peaking right now, if you will. But let's see if that offense could be, do kind of look that good again or close to that good again. You're like, all right, now this might really be one of the best offenses in the country, even if they don't have like the best guy in each spot. You want to be peaking in neutral site games this year. <laughs> Jacksonville? Atlanta, beyond. Well, it's a big game and a big day in the SEC, at least on the East, because of what you just said. Florida could take command of the East, and many pick them to win the East. And they're the third-ranked team in the country. That's the other part of this. I want to see how the Gators play now being the hunted, because they've been creeping up on people. But now it's like, wait a minute, you just jumped Georgia in the polls? You looked to be one of the best teams in the country? Well, now you're getting people's attention. How do you play as front runners? That's interesting. But Georgia plays Auburn. Big game uh, between the hedges. And listen, Georgia didn't look good last week, especially in the first half. I think Georgia's been good. I think they'll figure it out, but they didn't look good. So I think there's a big test uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. And by the end of Saturday, let's be honest, the Gators could have a one-game lead in the East. How cool is it that we get to have all these games and get excited about it and and get to see this transpire and see these meaningful games so early in the season? Because with the shorter season, every game is now even more meaningful. And you're only playing SEC teams. There's no tune-ups against you know the directional schools that you have to face, and, and now everyone's going to be pretty fun to watch. There's no layups unless you're talking about FSU at four and Florida State. Ooh. They get their only layup of the season, yeah. and, and nothing's going to be a layup. It doesn't matter. Right? Three, three it, of the next four after that so are against ranked right. teams. Well, and, and so their schedule gets more difficult. But let's be honest: in the ACC, you can have some layups anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if you're not great, they can but, feel like layups. Well, but this here's one, the thing: you have to you have to worry because if you start looking at layups, you become a layup. Well, right now they are a layup, <laughs> right? Good call. No, they yeah. are. I mean, they, they, don't sleep on Jacksonville State, Brent. The the, the toast of the OVC. There's, <laughs> it, they can score. Yep. Uh, I think those teams seeing the last few years come in here with a lot of confidence. Like if you're Jacksonville State, you're showing them mm-hmm. what Louisiana Monroe that they hardly snuck by. Was it Sanford a t- couple years ago? Yeah. They hardly snuck by. Boise came I mean, and got the it, win. It is yeah, that it's, it's that bad yeah. in Tallahassee in terms of the state of the program. It's not just getting throttled by Miami or Clemson or those teams. I mean, you're you're really in a ball. You, it was like I said, we, we had this conversation Monday. 
And nobody wants to admit it because like, even Gator fans have a short memory. But it was like that. It was like, They lost to Georgia Southern. You know why? Because they could. They were that bad. Yeah. And that's what Florida State is right now. They can. They can lose to anybody because they're, quite frankly, that bad. There's no mojo in Tallahassee. Well, and they're going for a trifecta right now as well. Week one, they're supposed to beat Georgia Tech. They lost. Okay? They got upset. They lost to probably the underdog. Okay. Week two, or well, week three, really, because they, they had the bye. But you had two weeks to prepare for Miami and come out and actually put up a good performance. You got embarrassed, all right? You got curb stomped. So that's strike number two. Strike number three is now against an FCS opponent where they're going to come into your house and they're trying to make competitive. And if it's even a close game, like I'm saying, if Florida State wins, but it's not handedly, well, that's strike three then. It's like, what are we talking about with Florida State right now? Yeah, I don't know if there's any arrow up for this game. I, I think this is a game, I kind of like I referred to the Jets yesterday, even if they won, people would be like, it's a one-off. Yeah. I think this is kind of it for Florida State. I mean, if they win, that's fine. It feels good. It's good to have a good feeling, maybe something to build on. And it shows a little bit of resilience. But come on, it's Jacksonville State. I mean, it's, it's not going to show you anything unless they are able to do it but, again the following week. But I'm week. saying from a player's perspective, too, right? You just got embarrassed by Miami. Yeah. All right? And you've obviously you had that week to think about that Georgia Tech game with a bye. I mean, if you play this game close against Jacksonville State, what's the confidence level going to be like for the guys in that locker room right now? And keep in mind, a locker room has been through a lot uh, this past offseason with COVID-19 and then all the allegations with Norvell. Yeah, I think uh, this is a big game for them. I think Norvell has a chance. You've got to, along the way, show some bounce back and resilience. And I understand it's Jacksonville State. How this game looks. The other thing to keep an eye on is the effort, the body language, right, of these three weeks into the season. I mean, you can't have folded your tent yet. I know fans have, and we know what reality is, but the players can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that would be a, I think that would be a, a really bad look in a new coaching era with Mike Norvell. I, I just have a hard time seeing that happening with the guys like Marvin Wilson on that line. Me too. They, they've got some strong senior leaders that came back specifically for this purpose to to lift up the younger guys, and you would hate to see those guys bail bail after such a short amount of time. True. Hey, high school football tonight, uh, Stuart Weber. Leads our coverage. What a fun night, man. I mean, this is a great year of high school football. Am I just enjoying this more? Like, what is up? Like, yeah, I feel well, we had this, you know, six months of nothingness. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm. That doesn't hurt. I feel like we've got like another <laughs> Makes you week. Appreciate Makes you appreciate appreciate things. Like, we have some really good games. I mean, Creekside's going to Fleming Island. We have American Heritage, uh, who traditionally is unbelievable, uh, going up against the uh, Bartram Trail, who we know is, I think, the best program in the area right now. We have some really good football games. Yeah, we, we've got a bunch of really good ones, by the way. Next week might be even better. Oh, that's a tease. That's I don't tease. look that far ahead in high school. I know, I do, because <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, Bartram Trail against a team that, that won the state title just a couple years ago. American Heritage beat Baker County in that state championship game, if our locals remember that one. How about Oakleaf hosting Camden County? That is going to be a Great really one. good game tonight as well. Oakleaf, not afraid to play some of these uh, big teams from southeast Georgia. They you know, got whooped by Lowndes a couple weeks ago. But what do you learn from a game like that against a national power? And then how do you turn that into a game against a Camden County squad that just recently beat Reigns? Yeah. So, you know, this is a good Wildcats team coming down from Kingsland. It was a good game last week, too, for uh, Camden County. Right, who they yeah, play? Yeah, they, they beat Marietta, by three. Who, who beat them in the playoffs the last year. Yeah, so they got a little revenge. Did Camden County? So you know they're they're turning things around there in Kingsland. And you know you you mentioned it, Creekside at Fleming Island's a good one. That's I, our game of the week. What are we going? That with? is our game of the week. Yes. Yeah, brought to you by Honda the Avenues. That's our game of the week. Check it out tonight. We'll show you some of that game tonight on our Blitz Scoreboard Show at nine o'clock. I'm very curious to see how Parker responds. They're at Reigns at the Graveyard. I'm going to be at that one tonight. And Parker led 20 to nothing against Atlantic Coast last week, lost 21 to 20. Uh, so a game that you might think is in the bag, and then a team that you 
probably should have beaten. That's kind of a toss up between those two. But Parker in recent years has really stepped it up. And, you know, this is a step up for Atlantic Coast, even though they're a big school to, to play the Braves. And they beat them. They came back and won. Yeah. And, and I think fashion. Parker's good. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. They think they're good. And so yeah. that's not a good loss when you're Correct. up 20 to nothing. Yeah. Least. So how do they respond in the graveyard against a Reigns team under, you know, new head coach? Duran Wiley's not walking through that door anymore. So, you know, can Coach Massline get them going and get them rocking and rolling at the graveyard after a loss to Camden County a couple weeks ago? Mandarin's had a tough go a couple of weeks in a row. So they go to Nice. That will be an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Clay went to 3-0 and last night. So high school football heats up uh, tonight. We've got it covered. Stuart Weber leads our Friday Night Blitz coverage. And once again, a reminder about uh, all our coverage. We've expanded it. 9 o'clock, we call it the Blitz Scoreboard Show. We have live scores rolling in. As games are finishing, we'll have some live video as well. Last week, we took you to Trinity, Columbia. We were able to show Trinity tying the game up. They eventually won. That was our game of the week. We'll have some video coming in from Fleming Island, also from Bartram Trail. Uh, so check it out. And tonight, a little bit different. If you want to see the video anyway, you always have to do this. You have to watch it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, and that's where you'll find the show. Well, tonight exclusively you'll find the show on those social media platforms because we have game two of the NBA playoffs that uh, I guess we are contractually obligated to share uh, on ESPN 690. Mm. That one's coming up tonight. So a uh, little NBA on the radio side, high school football from 9 to 10 on the on the social media side. Everyone uh, we'll by now has that. their phones hooked up to their cars. You can Absolutely. Just, you stream it through an app. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then, of course, we have the Blitz, 1030 on yeah. Fox 30, Friday Night Blitz, our half-hour edition. We'll do it again at 1120, but we always invite you to stick around for the 1030 edition because we get more games in it. It also streams on the Action News Jack's Facebook page. Man, it is everywhere. It's everywhere. That's a cool thing. And by the way, I'll say this. Shout out the technology. We've noticed this. Right? We love being able to utilize all the platforms from radio to social media to TV. Uh, but this year it is noticeable in the numbers that mo- people are checking it out like online as well mm-hmm. because there's so many folks that aren't going to games. Yeah, like there are a lot of people aren't allowed to go to games. Yep. And so they're finding it there, uh, which is kind of cool. You can, you can almost like a lot of people have to do research to see that stuff. You don't need the research. Mm-hmm. You can see the numbers are up yeah. online, which means people are looking for it, having a lot of fun with it. And uh, also we'll announce tonight our athlete of the week brought to you by Honda, the avenues right now. The ESPN 690 dot com vote is a little strong. It will end, uh, I think, here in the next half hour. Uh, so we had a really good vote for uh, the third week in a row. We'll announce the winner of that uh, coming up later on tonight. Stuart Weber, thanks Outdoor. for stopping in. Good luck in Gainesville. Good to see you. Weber's doing it all. High school football tonight will be in Gainesville tomorrow uh, for the Florida Gators against South Carolina. We're going to take a break. When we come back, how about some picks? Let's do it. What do you think about the Jags? What do you think about some other NFL games and maybe some college games we'll get to as well? The six pack of scores too, When we come back, oh yeah, let's check out. How Uh, how those Cubs doing? (laughs) Are they losing? I would imagine that's why you brought it up. Two nothing? What inning? Seventh. And there's more coming, don't worry. Oh, might have to get Kaylee on the horn. Uh, The uh, Cubs (laughs) losing. Uh, there's uh, what's tonight? Cardinals Padres as well. We'll play yeah. uh, later tonight. Might talk a little baseball in the five o'clock hour. But coming up next, six pack of picks on ESPN six ninety. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS forty seven, Fox thirty, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine Studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety and ESPN six ninety dot com. Welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Friday afternoon. 
4.30-ish. And you know what that means? Time to get the picks in. I got to get my card out here. Like, Kuz goes away, man. He just drops everything. How did we do last week? Oh, I was trash. Were you? I think so. I was. Uh, it was hard last week just to pick games. Forget about the spread. I know. It was, like, it was if you were just trying week. to pick winners, yeah, it was uh, tough. All right, let's welcome in uh, Brandon Ponsel from Jack's Coastal Homes. Joins us every Friday here for our six-pack of picks. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How you all, Britton Austin? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for hanging doing with us great. here on a Friday. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking back at last week, and, yeah, I picked Ole Miss. You guys had uh, Brandon had Florida, I think. Um, Austin had uh, Ole Miss. Austin had FSU. Yeah. A couple Miamis over here. Uh, Dallas's. Oops. Oh, that was plus five, though. Nope, we didn't win that one. Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. You had Green Bay. Uh, You don't have Green Bay? Nope. Okay. And uh, so Kansas City I did have, guys. And you you had Kansas City as well, and Brandon had uh, Baltimore. So there's a little bit of a score sheet. Uh, before we get to some of the picks, I always like a little real estate question in here. Maybe just selfishly, Brandon, for my own knowledge, but I'm intrigued by it. Uh, so I was thinking of it this morning. I was like, what kind of question can I get to Brandon? I was probably should have given you a heads up, so maybe you can answer this even without a heads up. Around here, I kind of wonder, how much do pools help a property or not when you're trying to sell a house? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question, and and. All of our listeners should be intrigued about real estate. It's it's the number way number one way to to build your wealth. Um, if you're young and you can get into a property, you should absolutely be getting uh, a property. Um, it's it's absolutely the smartest investment you can make. And, and to answer your question, pools are in such high demand right now in Jacksonville. If you're looking to buy a property and put a pool in. Pool contractors are backed up until next April, next May. Wow, dang. You, you just can't get somebody to build a pool. So these properties that are going to the market with a pool, if they are reasonably priced, they're getting six, seven, eight offers right off the top, uh, and it's a bidding war. Everybody wants a property with a pool, uh, and when these do come on the market, and if you're a seller out there and you have a property with a pool, you might want to consider selling because people – what a pool very much brandon now more importantly how important is it to have a backyard fireplace in the middle of jacksonville florida <laughs> what, what, what is that going to do for your property value and obviously your 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 home value uh, i guess it's a, a little bit better in jacksonville than miami i guess we get a, a little bit of time to use a fire pit a little but, bit uh, a little bit <laughs> but yeah the uh, the pools the pools the, the big key uh in uh and getting more traction than you could ever dream of on your own property hey, if Brent, you're looking to sell. You hear that, Brent? Talking about pools again. Didn't yeah. even bring up the fireplace. It's, it's all right, right though, That's man. all right. I'm flexing with the fireplace. <laughs> Me and Kingsbury. He can do it in Arizona. I can do it here in Jacksonville. Uh, and I love every second of it. Brandon Ponce with us from Jack's Coastal Homes. Uh, Jack'sCoastalHomes.com. Go check him out uh, for all the listings and how if you need to buy a house, uh, Brandon Ponce, the, the guy to see. Um it's really interesting with the pool talk. I want to ask you one more question, follow-up. You know, everybody, all these neighborhoods build, like, amenity centers. So, like, mm-hmm. are those still valuable like, to, to build an amenity center, or people just build their own pools anyway? They don't want to go down there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have those amenities. You'd be shocked, though, when they build those, those complexes that do have, like, a community pool for 
you know, 300, 400 homes. They, how gently used they are. People just kind of want their own private space. And then during this whole kind of COVID situation, a lot of, a lot of pools, some country club pools, you gotta like, go on the country club app and make a reservation for a pod. Uh, that's how it is out of Atlantic beach country. Club. you gotta make a reservation at a pod and the demand to get one of those pods is so high. Like you gotta be the first person in the morning when the, the reservation sheets open to get those. So, um, having your own private space is just highly coveted. Yeah, how about that? Brendan Potzel from jackscoastalhomes.com. We live in a place where we have one of those amenity centers, and I never use it. And I yeah. don't know if it's because I don't want to go in the pool, want to sit by my fireplace, or just don't want anybody to see me with a shirt off. Uh, yeah. How about that uh, How about that uh, picture of the sky from Atlantic Beach Country Club that someone tweeted at you? Ah, that, that was, was a good crazy. one, huh? Are the greens rolling as fast as I commented? The fastest greens. This is a tough track out here for sure. All right. Hey, let's get you uh, out of here so we can pick the games and uh, see what we've got for this week. I know we have a couple of college games uh, that we want to get into and uh, send them your way. Texas A&M and Alabama. Alabama heavy favorite. Huge game for Texas A&M. Maybe that statement signature kind of game for Jimbo Fisher while at Texas A&M. Just can he get it done? Heck, can he get it done? Can he cover, Brandon? So, I, I'm a big fan of Nick Saban, but when his spreads are 29 and a half like they were last week, he lets him put off the gas and Missouri gets that backdoor cover. So I avoid those. But 17 and a half is not enough for him to let the foot off the pedal. Uh, Alabama will we'll get on him early and often. I think uh, QB uh, looks great last week, local kid. And uh, I think Alabama wins comfortably again. So I'm taking the tide minus 17 and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm taking the tide as well. Um, I don't see Nick Saban letting up in this game at all. And when they go back for the, 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 like the highlight montage of Mac, you have to play the song Return of the Mac. <laughs> You know what Mac I'm saying? Jones, yeah. Mac Jones, yeah. Mac Jones from uh, Bowl School, by the way, and uh, off to a good start in 2020. You know what, guys? I'm taking Texas A&M with the points. Okay. I, I I just feel like this is their Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. True. I mean, no, it, 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 I mean like, what else they got? Yeah, and, and it's, Texas A&M has a tough schedule, but at least this is the start of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is the fourth game of that tough schedule that you're getting Alabama. So they're still fresh, and maybe they can surprise Alabama, at least stay in the game. Uh, but you guys take Alabama. I'll take Texas A&M. All right, Auburn-Georgia is a great game and very tough one to predict, I think, for both teams. Six-and-a-half-point favorites, Austin. Georgia, yeah. the favorite at home. Listen, there's no home field advantage, I feel like. Um, Georgia has a quarterback problem right now. Who are you going to go with? I have no idea. Give me Bo Nix and give me the points. I think it's, see, like, I think it's kind of an easy pick. But Vegas probably knows something I don't know right now. I'm taking Auburn. They know a lot you don't know. What do you think, for Brandon? Sure. I think the biggest question mark for Georgia is who's going to play quarterback. Um, I follow JT Daniels closely in my time in San Diego. The kid can play. I don't know how that uh, that knee will hold up. But if he's healthy and takes over that job, Georgia is going to be uh, ridiculous on offense. So I'm thinking JT Daniels is going to come out and, uh, and play tomorrow. So I'm going to roll with the dogs. And I think they kind of put it on Auburn. How about that? Interesting. Uh, I, I'll i tell you what. Kirby Smart, you can tell he's a good coach. Because if you watch that first half, you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be one of those upsets. Mm-hmm. Now it's Arkansas. I understand. Yeah. But he got into them yeah. at halftime. There was no doubt, and they listened to him. And they played so much better in every facet of the game in that second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I'm concerned about the QB situation. I'm concerned about their offense right now. And so I think Auburn sticks around in this game. This is going to be a close game, I believe. I'll take Auburn uh, with the six and a half points. All right, on to the NFL. Vikings and Texans, we think it's a pivotal game for both these teams. 
teams are both 0-3. Uh, coin flip, at least uh, to who's going to play and who's going to live up to some of their hype. What do you think, Brandon? Minus four well, for Deshaun Watson and, Tex- and the Texans. You got, you got two teams that have had reservations into the playoffs the last three, four years, and, and wow, not the start they were looking for. I, I got to figure quarterback like Deshaun Watson, too good to go 0-4, so I'm going to take the home team, lay the four, and I think the Texans get back on some kind of track uh, with this season. Yeah, I'm taking Houston as well. I just think they're the better team right now. The identity of the Vikings was supposed to play play good defense, run with Dalvin Cook. They're not really doing that in, in terms of defense. Um, give me the Texans all day. And another, another prediction, too. I'm not sure what the odds are, but if the, if the Vikings do indeed lose, Mike Zimmer might punch a media member <laughs> after the game. <laughs> hey, it's getting to that point. The one good thing they have is Dalvin Cook's playing really good football. Mm. And, uh, gosh, I was going to probably go Houston here, but now that you give me this game picker-upper option with four points on the road from Minnesota, I'm going to take the Vikings. Oh, I don't know if I like that, but I'm going to take him anyway. And Kirk, we trust, huh, Brent? Uh, not really. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I, you know me, I don't like them. I'm not high on the Texans either. I know. So yeah. uh, the Patriots-Chiefs, this is an interesting game. Chiefs are banged up a little bit, especially in their secondary. Touchdown favorites. Is this a no-brainer for the Chiefs, Austin, or what? See, I want to say so, but go ahead and give me Bill Belichick. Give me that defense. I think the defense keeps it close, and the way they're set up right now with Cam Newton running the ball, I think Sony Michelle's coming back. Rex Burkhead had a pretty good game. I mean, th- th- there's ways to, to extend the ball down the field. If you extend the ball down the field, you hang on to the ball. I think it's a close game because the time of possession is going to favor the Patriots. All right, Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, the Chiefs look so good on uh, Monday Night Football. Patriots still have a limited roster. I just think uh, Chiefs are playing with so much confidence right now. Mahomes are going to light the scoreboard up. Uh, not much Belichick can do to slow down that offense. So I think uh, Chiefs win rather comfortably in all way to seven. I think Kansas City might be the best team to bet on that I can remember in like a decade. Seriously. Yeah. Like they hardly disappoint you. Mm-hmm. They're so good. They're never out of it. Yeah. And even heck, they'll tack something on late for you if you need it to sure. cover the points. Sure. Uh, I think this is the game that shows a little separation between New England. Like New England's not where they were, mm-hmm. and Kansas City can exploit that a little bit. No such thing as a hangover game when you got Baltimore and then you come back and you have the Patriots. No kidding. They'll get their attention. No doubt about that. All right, two more to go. Bills and Raiders. I think this is a fun game. Uh, the Raiders are underdogs at home by three, Brandon. I like this Bills team. I think even though they uh, they won last week, they had a big wake-up call in that second half. I think they'll, uh, they'll be ready to play. I think the Raiders are a year away, uh, maybe a quarterback away, but uh, I'm going to take the Bills, lay the three. Go ahead and give me the Bills as well, Brent. Yeah, I'm going to take Las Vegas here. Uh, I think home dog, I just like that in the NFL. Uh, Bills aren't going undefeated. And they might have shown a few warts last week in, in that uh, second half. All right, Jags and Bengals. Bengals by three yeah. in Cincinnati. Austin? Oh, listen, this is the last week I get the Jacksonville Jaguars to show me who you truly are. I'm taking the Jaguars with the points. I think Geno Atkins being out and obviously Daniels being out in the middle, too, is going to be huge for them. You can pound the rock with James Robinson. Cincinnati's already been very porous in terms of stopping the run. Will they get even more porous now? Losing more porous. Is that a word? It's going to be a word today. Uh, they get even more porous losing Mike Daniels. I think Jacksonville can control the clock and the weapons are there to throw the ball if you truly have to. One more week I'm picking the Jaguars. Show me who you guys truly are. All right, Brandon from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Brandon Ponzo with us. Picks every Friday. Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, Jags, or Joe Burrow? Looking for a big, big bounce-back game from Gardner Minshew. I think he's going to go into that environment against a very poor defense. 
spreading the ball around the field. Uh, Robinson will have a big game as well. I think the Jags pull this game out, outright winner. How about that? I like it. I like where you guys are thinking. I don't like what I'm thinking. Uh oh, <laughs> Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows. I can't believe it. What are you doing? I know. I, I've told you from the get go. Think I about your brand. I don't like this guy. No, I don't like this game for the Jazz. I haven't since the schedule came up. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I'm not going to waver oh, from that. Oh, Brent, no. Although I did have him winning last week, and that didn't work out. So <laughs> I, you got to earn it from me here once in a while. I've been on that train so many times. I need to I need to be reeled back in on occasion. Wow! They got to win the coin flip until they win the coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, unfortunately, though, it could be a push. It could be a field goal game. Could be. I don't like the ja- Jags kicking situation concerns me. Are, are they soon up two kickers to I go think they will. on Sunday? I think they're going to end up doing that. That's they might normal. have already said. Just don't kick. Just go for it on every time. <laughs> now we're talking. I like it. Hey, hopefully you go for those par fives and two out there at Atlantic Beach Country Club. Make some birdies this weekend. Thanks for jumping in, man. All right. Thank you, Brent. Brandon Ponzo, com. Check him out. If you're looking into real estate and uh, obviously buying and selling, it's a hot time. One of the hottest markets in the entire country uh, right now is right here in Northeast Florida. Uh, Brandon Ponzo at JacksCoastalHomes.com. Listen, the guy knows his stuff. And he, and Ryan, I repeat, he didn't even entertain the idea of a backyard fireplace. No, he didn't. Didn't even give the time of day. I don't think that adds too much value. I guess not. Must be nice. I was going to ask, I'll, I'll save it for next week. I'll see when I was a kid, I really remember, or maybe when I was bought a house early on, they would say, like, if you redo your bathroom, that adds, like, the most value to your home. Really? Right? Like, okay. it, like I think it was your bathrooms where you, you get kind of your money back. Sure. Right? You invested it in, you get more of your money back. I got you. Uh, I wonder if that's still the case. But And down here, obviously, pools are a thing. Oh, so yeah. I think pools are, like, when I bought in, like, oh, eight, yeah. I think pools were kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want a pool or you don't want a pool? Yeah. I think now it's like, Pools are a thing, especially given the times right right in this moment. So when I was down here, um, probably like my first year in Jacksonville, uh, I was at one of my friends' houses, and they had a saltwater pool. I had no idea saltwater pools were even a Where thing. Because, yeah. you know, like chlorine, obviously, dries your skin yeah, out. Absolutely. If you're wearing swim trunks, it can kind of dye them out a little bit. Dude, saltwater pools, you talk about a game changer. Like, I went in that pool, and I everything that I thought I knew about a pool <laughs> was changed forever. I'm like, I got to get me one of these one day. Well, the one thing, I didn't want a pool. Like, we don't have a pool. And yeah. I, I, was, I was like, I don't want to take care. I can hardly take Dude, care. I don't even put the my whole clothes away in every, my room. Oh, because we used to have a pool at our old house. And, yeah, it's a chore. But I, it's a chore it, and I a half. think what I was getting at, though, is I don't think it is much anymore. I, it, well, I don't know because I paid someone easier. to take care of it for me. Right, so, but I think yeah. everything's easier than it used to be. So I wonder if taking care of a pool is. Yeah, I don't know, man. All I know is I paid someone to do it weekly. So. I just know taking care of that fireplace isn't too hard. No, I'm <laughs> sure it's not because you're never using it because it's 90 <laughs> I just degrees used it outside. Like two weeks ago today, yeah. tonight would be a nice Tonight's night. Tonight's gonna be a nice night. I'll, g- I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna use it. I'm okay. gonna high school football. Do what you got to do. <laughs> All right, that's our six-pack of picks. We have an hour to go. When we come back, we talk a little more football. But I also want to lean in on the NBA tonight. Is yeah. this thing over? I mean, I really don't you get the feeling it's over? Bam's out, by the way, too. I should probably, I, say that, yes. yeah, I should probably save that for the next segment. That's Sorry. all right. But, okay. yeah, it's breaking news in the last hour yeah. is that uh, he will miss the game. I mean... It's an uphill battle for Miami. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be a big believer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to think Miami's gonna win this series. You do now. Heck, even win a game. I just don't feel it. But it probably happened. I just don't feel it. Uh, and also, Major League Baseball, just a few thoughts on Major League Baseball. Do you like this short season and expanded playoffs? Mm-hmm. And should this be explored more going forward? Just like the DH rule, just like the extra inning rule. 
Uh, and we'll give you an update on some of the baseball scores and what's happening uh, in the rest of the world of sports. An hour to go here on a Friday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You're always welcome to jump in the conversation. 904-362-9901.